Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about the paradise gods. They giveth, they taketh away, and like Sean, I am suddenly religious. <laughs> Me too. Wow. This is really the spiritual awakening that we all needed. Um, my faith has been restored after this episode. And it's just the two of us today. Thank goodness, because <laughs> we have so much to discuss. Week four of Bachelor in Paradise was hella action-packed. It was so good. Because last week was, you know... Okay, it always it always amuses me, but this better than week two. Yes, better than week two. But this week we're taking it up a notch. I really was captivated the entire two hours. <laughs> me too. Also, just a reminder that our finale and reunion recap of Love Is Blind season five dropped recently on Rich Text, so you can subscribe and hear all of those recaps at clarendemma.substack.com. It it was a wild season. I mean, at least we got Milton. That's about it. <laughs> Milton is my North Star. Milton deserves all good things. Protect Milton. Also, just a reminder that we put out our Golden Bachelor recap on Friday. So if you missed it in the weekend rush, make sure to go back and check that out. And of course, let us know what you think about the release schedule. Um, we know people have different preferences. Uh, we just want you all to know that we are listening and trying to make the decision that is best for all of you and for our production team. Okay, let's get into Bachelor in Paradise. And we start off by catching up with Sam. And as you pointed out, Lee, <laughs> they added a guest starring credit for Dr. Kelly into this week's opening credits. I loved it. I, it gave me a little chuckle right before Jesse and Wells do their burrito toss. It was guest starring Dr. Kelly. 
I almost missed it while I was taking notes. So I really appreciated that you caught that. It, this is why we watch Paradise, for them to do really dumb, cheeky shit yes. like this. And realizing that we all love Dr. Kelly and we we needed that. We needed that I little mean, nod. <laughs> honestly, he's a talent. Like he was so good that you thought he was a paid actor. <laughs> but poor Sam, she is still not pooped. There's sentimental slash ominous music playing as the screen reads. It has been nine days and 23 hours since Sam last pooped. If she has not pooped by sunrise, she must leave paradise. <laughs> At this point, I was like, she's leaving. Yes. Like, I also was like, okay, we get it. The poop storyline has really played out itself. <laughs> yeah, we need um, to kind of move on from this. I mean, and poor Sam. Poor Sam needs to be allowed to move on from yes, this. Yes, let her leave paradise. She needs She needs to go to the bathroom. She needs help. <laughs> and luckily, ultimately, she does get some relief, at least relief from paradise, not relief for her bowels, as Jesse later tells us. I really, I really need a health update on Sam. I know. I need her to be okay. But she gets some coffee at like 5.30 in the morning, and she talks about how everyone's just been so supportive and so invested in her gut health. <laughs> I know. She's like, the girls are asking me, the guys are asking me, the lifeguard's dog, Coco, as we learn, is asking her. I Everybody didn't concerned. know there was a dog in paradise. Like, how did I not know until this episode? I know. That's how I felt, too. And the dog has like a bit, you know, a little storyline at the end, too. But never noticed Coco before. Is Coco Coco's a new addition? So cute. Make Coco a recurring character. We get a really good, as you pointed out, like Grease style flashback where <laughs> Sam is just wistfully walking along the beach as we get little flashbacks of Aaron on one side, Dr. Kelly on the other. <sighs> it was beautiful. Somber. I was like, you know, reminiscent of John Travolta and Olivia Newton John and our favorite. Of course. <laughs> In our favorite musical. But yeah, time has run out for Sam and no poop has come out. So, you know, it's time for her to make a decision for her and Dr. Kelly to decide whether she stays or goes. We have a clip of what Dr. Kelly says. So with Sam, it is uh, day 10. It's double digits. We've tried options here and unfortunately it didn't progress the way we wanted it to. They say love conquers all, but for Sam, I guess that's not true. Love doesn't conquer poop, apparently. Honestly, it doesn't. Like, she needs serious help. And luckily, I, I hope she's going to get it because Sam gathers the group. She lets everyone know she's leaving paradise. She's such a good sport about all of this and the fact that they are clearly going to make this a story on national television. But she's a real trooper. She pulls Aaron aside and, you know, she thanks him for their time together. They're both just very bummed. But I think it's also clear that, like, while they do have this connection, it's not so intense. Yeah. They're not trying to pursue a relationship outside of this. They're both just bummed they couldn't continue the fun on this, like, in this, like, vacation land. Yes. And I have to give it to producers. Once again, they played some Chopin <laughs> while Aaron and <laughs> Sam were, like, talking about their connection. And then anytime Dr. Kelly showed up, it changed to, like, Terminator music. <laughs> Um, I love this whole editing sequence. It was very fun, very cheeky. 
Yeah, no, the music choices are inspired. You can you can feel the effort in this kind of editing. And I mean that in a good way, not in the way that we say you can feel the effort in the production and that is bad. The effort in the editing, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're taking this material seriously enough to make it a good joke. And, and that I really appreciate. Sam packs up her stuff, cries in the car, and she says, it's literally a crappy situation. Oh my God. End scene. (laughs) End scene. Farewell to Sam. Back on the beach, everyone's relaxing by the pool. And Olivia is starting to be like, Pete, I got his rose. Maybe we should be exploring our relationship. And Pete gives us kind of a state of the union on the beach. The women have the roses this week. There are 10 men and seven women left because Sam obviously has Mm -hmm. exited. Brayden and Kat are done. Tanner and Kat are on. Yes, and Brayden tells the Aarons and Eliza that if Kat wanted like a wild girl summer just hanging out, having a good time, that's fine. But she should have told him from the jump. What she was telling him about their connection was like a totally different vibe. Uh, I have a question. Do you think that she does just want a wild summer or do you think she just knew she was probably going to like Tanner? Yeah, I don't think she's not giving me like the wild hot girl summer vibes. No. But she must have told Brayden something along these lines, unless he's just making I kind of think he's just going with that. He's like, she's just trying to fuck around. She's not here for something serious. I don't think that's the case. I think she just didn't treat Brayden very well in in breaking up I think she just wanted to, like... She just wanted to date Tanner. She wanted to date Tanner. And she decided to leave Brayden. Uh, behind. And I think, yeah, he's probably a, a man scorned still. But yeah, I don't get the vibes that she just wants to hook up with everybody. Um, I don't think so. But yeah, good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, did they have like the secret conversation where Kat was like, I just want to have fun this summer. <laughs> That's my vibes. <laughs> Brayden kind of stirs the pot this episode. He's in yeah, He's in I the mean, mix a little look, bit. <laughs> Brayden is pissed. And when he gets annoyed, then he's like, he loves to get into it and go deep and get into the confessionals and say a bunch of shit. Like this clip that we have. <laughs> stumbled into a trap. I stumbled in, I started, and I fell hard, and at the bottom of the trap was a sharp knife that just stabbed me through my face. Cat's like a female praying mantis. It's like, they get this guy, and then after they mate with him, they eat him. She got my rose, and she killed me. But then Did he goes on. You, yeah. He goes Did on to pull you? like the whole there's a man eater on the beach and bro, she's hungry. What do you feel about all this like man eater? I think this is like the second time he's brought up I the man eater. I hate it. I really hate it. And I think it's like I think part of the reason it I mean, it frustrates me because it feels kind of like a sexist trope. Mm-hmm. It also frustrates me because I think that it uh seeds the moral high ground a little bit that Brayden has. Mm-hmm. You know, we were very clear. He was not treated well. Kat does not handle criticism well. We see this throughout this episode. But I just feel that we wouldn't be using these kind of comparisons to talk about a man. Like, we're constantly comparing women on this show to animals or natural disasters when they have any sort of emotion, whether that emotion feels big or what when they do something that feels like 
you know, bad behavior of some kind. Instead yeah. of just naming the behavior, they're like, she's a man-eater. She rips off men's yeah. heads she's and a devours them. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. She she seemed to treat one person not well. Yeah. Like, wh- but what no, about she, that? Is she's like, a she's hurricane. ripping men's, <laughs> men's heads off and like becoming a cannibal. Like, what? I No. Again, they just, yeah, they love a bug or animal metaphor on this show. But we don't hear the women, you know, we hear Kat calling, you know, toxic men. She uses that. We'll get to that later. But yeah, we don't hear the women sort of nicknaming uh, what the men are and how emotional they are. That's not really in the lexicon of our popular culture, whereas uh, we use that kind of language frequently in our culture to demean women. And uh, yeah, I don't I didn't love it. But at that moment, we see John Henry, 31, walk down the stairs. He is the underwater welder from charity season, and he is nervous. He's so nervous. He he is so (laughs) nervous that his Chiron reads very Very nervous. nervous. (laughs) (laughs) A nervous wreck. Um, And he says, underwater in the dark, he's fine. Marguerite is on the beach with a bunch of people, terrified. (laughs) But he's excited to see Kylie. Because as he tells Kat, she's a smoke show. Every man who (laughs) comes on this beach is excited to see Kylie. Uh, And I think that they are all shit out of luck. But he's just hopeful anyone is going to like him. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a big smooth talker. Um, I don't know if this is the kind of environment I'll thrive in. But he's excited. And everyone is excited to see him, or at least the guys from his season, from charity season. Sean is so excited to see this handsome cat, he says. Tanner calls him a killer. And Olivia's like, oh man, the, like, once again, those men should be nervous because he's fine. <laughs> he's very cute. I It always strikes me that men who come in and are like nervous and don't know how to act like super confident, like they do so well. Like I guarantee you, John Henry is going to end up bouncing between like three different women. It doesn't work that way for the women. No, he is They're cute not, too. He's, uh, no, John Henry is is so cute, and I understand why he had a hard time breaking out on Charity season. Like he got eliminated early. Charity, you know, when you have that many options, you're like, okay, this person's not talking. They're done. On Paradise, there's a little bit more room to warm up. You have more options. So he, he starts pulling people. He has a date card that reads, let's get cheeky together. (laughs) And first he pulls Kat. She welcomes him to paradise. And he's like, you know, all the girls are so beautiful, but I, I just, I don't connect with people until I get to know them. And he tells her that Kylie's a smoke show. (laughs) (laughs) And this exchange was so funny to me because it was so unromantic. She doesn't seem that intrigued by him. He doesn't seem that intrigued by her. Like, she clearly thinks he's hot. Yeah, but then we kind of know from future clips that they might... That they're going to get together. They're going to get together. Right. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, I wonder... Now I'm very curious to see how we get there because we know it's going there. Yeah. And in this scene, they seem very just not super well matched. So I'm very, I'm very curious to see. She also gives John Henry the heads up that he is welcome to shoot his shot with Kylie, but she thinks that she's 
has a pretty solid relationship with Avon. Yes, which she does. I don't think Kylie is going to budge at this point. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting. Yeah, Kat and John Henry kind of just have this friendship vibe going. It's like nothing burger. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm curious to see how this pans out. He then uh, John Henry then pulls Kylie because you know he's going to still give her a little chat. Uh, Aaron B says she's going to think John Henry is a poster in her room and she'll want to look at it every day. Because <laughs> he is, I, he has like boy band vibes. He does. He's he like does. JC also, from NSYNC or something. I like that the men from Charity's season seem to love each other so much. They're so complimentary about each other. They're like always, you know, talking each other up to the women and to each other. It's very sweet. I enjoy this kind of bromance energy. We love a friendship. Yeah, I love it too. John Henry tells Kylie that she was his number one and she's so flattered. She says, um, you know, her and Avon are strong, but she'd be open to a date um, if she's the girl that John Henry's most interested in, which I was, I was, uh, a little surprised by that. It seemed like if John Henry asked Kylie on a date, I wonder if she would have went because she did seem like maybe. I think sh- she would have used it as an opportunity to talk to Avon and being be like, are we going on yeah. dates with other people? Yeah, are we? Exclusive? And she would have made her decision based on that. But I think if Avon said, I don't want you to go, she wouldn't have gone. Yeah, that's a good point. John Henry then pulls Olivia and Olivia has really been growing on me. She really has. In the has. last couple and episodes. I'm, I'm happy for her. She's finally getting, like, her moment where she's experiencing paradise. Like, she's kind of the girl yeah. people want to hang out with. I always hate to see when there's, like, a few women that every man is interested in. And I don't know. I just, my heart always goes out to women who sort of get, like, shunted to the side. And mm-hmm. I like that Olivia is this person that we didn't know a lot about. You know, she doesn't have that sort of, like, clout in Bachelor Nation, Mm -hmm. but people are really picking up on her energy and enjoying it. And it's so perfect with John Henry. You know, he pulls Olivia, Peter, pilot (laughs) Peter kind of swoops in for a little fist bump to say hi. And John Henry's like, oh, hey, man. Yeah, we've never talked. (laughs) I love this so much. (laughs) Pete was just like, uh, hey, um, and John Henry's like, yeah, we've never spoken before. He's like, yeah, but we're going to get to, I guess, hopefully. And He's then like, Olivia's like, okay. okay, you guys had your little moment. <laughs> Pete's just so awkward. Uh, He's so awkward. Yeah. But John Henry is just so sweetly awkward with Olivia, but like in an endearing way, a different sort of awkward than Pilot Pete. He's just shy. Yeah. And he says, you know, I wanted to talk to you because, like, I don't know you and you don't know me. And she says, yeah, you don't know me. I went home night one on Zach's season. And he's like, I was eliminated in week two. And they, like, <laughs> high five. They're like, yeah, no one knows us. It Sick. <laughs> I she love, also too, how John him, Henry's like, I was just so shy. Like, I think I was just too nervous on charity season because we were all kind of excited for John Henry. The underwater welder. Like, From the bios, mm-hmm. I was into him. I wanted more from him. And then he was just like Absent. a dud. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that we get to see him come out of his shell on this show. We learn a little more about Olivia. She says she works at a tech in a hospital, but she's going to PA school. Mm-hmm. And she just does a really good job of making him feel comfortable. We have a clip. 
Are you nervous? Absolutely. Did you see me shaking there? <laughs> I did. I was trying yeah, to pull the, the card car. out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my legs okay, were shaking. Okay. Oh, my well, God. First of all, everybody here is like, I want John Henry to be here. I want John Henry to be here. Everybody thinks you're cute. Don't so be nervous. Don't know I have to make yeah. a decision, and I, I don't know. John Henry is a 12 out of 10. Like, this is the scale, and John Henry's like, uh, oh, this is the end? Ooh. Let me go past it a little bit. It's just, she's so sweet to him, and she has, I don't know, it felt like a real conversation to me, rather than the sort of job interview vibe yes. that we often get from these first conversations. They have great energy. And I also love how she's like, everybody's waiting for you, John Henry. Like, everyone thinks you're so cute. And he's just like, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to pick instead of being like, thanks. Yeah, I'm hot. I know it. Like, he's just, he's just so shy and nervous and it's so I know, endearing. I love it. I'm, I love I'm it. such a sucker for that kind of energy where you're just like, oh, this man isn't overconfident. That's so hot. Yeah. And I think he's really <laughs> there for love. Like, he wants someone. You can tell he works many long hours, spends a lot of time underwater welding, and <laughs> just wants some romance. <laughs> And he ultimately picks Olivia for the date, and she seems shocked. Like, yeah. I really don't think she thought that he was going to ask her on the date. She was just trying to kind of pump him up. Yeah, and she feels chosen, finally. Like, I feel like she actually feels like, wow, I'm somebody's number one choice. Yeah, it was really nice. She does pull Peter, though, for a chat first, out of respect um, for what they're growing, and also because she doesn't want to be a hypocrite. Yeah. She got so mad at Will <laughs> about this. Uh, but it is nice. And she says, you know, I'm surprised John Henry picked me. And Pete handles this well. He's like, I'd rather you stay here, but follow your heart, trust your gut, do what you want to do. Yeah, and he tells the cameras that he would, of course, be on cloud nine if she stayed um, and didn't go on the date. But... You know, as as we come to find out, she's going to make a choice that, yes, her gut is telling her which way to go. Yeah. She's going to go on that date with John <laughs> Henry. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss their date. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. 
Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back. And Olivia and John Henry head off to the La Jolla Hotel Retreat in Sayulita for a couple's spa day. I love the spa uh, dates. And I'm happy well, they that like they John got Henry. <laughs> They're like, John Henry is so awkward. So obviously he, we have to make him do something that <laughs> yeah. involves getting half naked. Yeah. We have to get Olivia to give him uh, a massage and for her to do the same <laughs> because he's so shy, which I love though, because I think it was good for him to kind of come out of his shell a little bit. Yes. They immediately sit down and collapse the massage bed. <laughs> 
I love it too because John Henry was sitting on the massage uh, table and Olivia goes to sit and it just collapses. It just falls. And she's so embarrassed. But I think it was good, again, because he's so nervous that I feel like it broke the ice a little bit for both of them. Um, And it, you know, it made, it took away the edge. It took away the... Yeah, they're like, let's not take ourselves too seriously. And she even says she would have been so much more mortified if he wasn't already so nervous. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of even jokes about it. She's like, are you still nervous? Like, look what just happened to me. This whole spa setting is new to John Henry. They're doing face (laughs) masks. They're doing, they're trying to give each other gua sha. And John Henry does not know how to do gua sha. Uh, Apparently I didn't either because when he said (laughs) rocks under the eyes, I was like, exactly what I think that (laughs) is. is. It's it's gua sha. As my my boyfriend calls it, guang sha, which I have to tell him. That's incorrect. Well, at least he it's knows more than me. Uh, clearly, I don't get an, enough facials. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a nice little tool you can just use to do facial massage. Kind of like a from, like, Chinese roller? medicine. Yeah, yes. It, I think it comes from the same tradition of skincare. Beautiful. Um, I gotta try Yeah, it. there are many videos on TikTok that show you like the techniques for facial massage and what to do with like each edge and Whatever. It's honestly, <laughs> it's nice. If you're someone who gets headaches, um, I'm going to take a I deep dive it. on this. Yeah, recommend it. And they're very cheap. So John Henry is learning all about skincare. And then he's learning all about massage because apparently <laughs> he's never gotten a professional massage. And he's like so shocked that Olivia knows how to massage. And she gives exactly the answer I would give if someone asked me, how did you learn to do that? And it's just like, well, I've gotten a couple massages. Yeah. So you just kind of know. I'm mimicking it. Yeah, I'm mimicking it. Yeah. But he's like in awe. He's like, wow, you're a professional. He's like, it feels so good. Uh, and again, he can he, barely answer questions. He has a hardcore job. Like, how, how does he not get a massage every few weeks? Like, so true. This guy's he working needs, hard. This man needs massages. He's wearing that big helmet. <laughs> oh, he also massages her and speaks his best Spanish. <laughs> Turns out he can't even say uno correctly yeah, unos. because he says unos. <laughs> unos I'm dos like, tres. I, I'm like, okay, I, I understand you think like, I guess every span, like number in Spanish has the S sound at the end because dos tres, but it's, mm-hmm. it's uno. Just, yeah. Just the one. He did say he didn't know much. Uh, yeah. So he no, really, I, yeah, I, I just dos him. tres. Like that's all he knows. <laughs> just do, yeah, he knows dos tres. <laughs> And Olivia's like, this man's hands on my back. It feels heavenly. She's getting real into it. And what gets her going even more is when John Henry pulls out his giant underwater welder mask <laughs> to really introduce himself I'm to like, her. I'm like, how did this end up in paradise? Okay. Did he bring this it on the plane? <laughs> question too. Were they like, you have to bring a separate suitcase for your gear so that we can use it in this as a joke, did they have him ship it ahead of time? Like, did they buy a new one? Yeah, did they find just it on- for this joke? <laughs> it seemed like a lot of effort for one little moment, but Olivia but it was really great. she loves it. Uh, her laugh was really so cute. Uh, I also loved it. Frankly, they also pipe in some like full on Darth Vader sound effects. Yes. <laughs> it was great. It was a cute little moment. Again, lots of effort. For that underwater welder mask, which probably weighs a ton, but it was worth yeah, it. Yeah, it was worth it man, in the end. 
It was worth it, but this man needs so many massages. But afterwards, he seems to have loosened up. They're popping champagne and they connect. She's like, my first few days in paradise weren't great, but now I'm having such a great time. And she asks him, like, why did you come here? And he says for the last seven years, he's been working his ass off. He's been traveling, living abroad. He was in Germany for a while. And he loves what he does, but he really he really wants a relationship. He wants to find his best friend. So sweet. The magic words of this show. His best friend. And he tells her he had a great time today. She's so easy to talk to. She made the day enjoyable for him. They hop in the pool together and they make out. Olivia is excited. She's excited to see where it goes with John Henry, but also she has Pete back at the beach. So now And now I'm now I'm worried about her actually. I know. Because I'm like, I'm like, I think you should date John Henry, but now I'm afraid John Henry's gonna leave her for cats. So I'm you know, I'm like, I don't even know what I want her to do. I yeah. just I want to see Olivia happy. Back on the beach, all of the shirtless men have gathered for a very important <laughs> game of Taylor Swift's sport. <laughs> of course, we are talking about football. Football. It was very um Top Gun Maverick, uh, the scene where they're all just shirtless and sweaty and throwing balls at each other. You know, reverse objectification. This is the future feminists want. I I think we have a clip. Tanner. Tanner. Tyler. 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 Blake. Avon. Oh, my God. They all honestly have really nice bodies. Great bodies. Especially Tyler, though. I feel like... Tyler's abs are abbing. They're, like, stacked on top of each other. Let me see like 42 abs on his body. Don't you just want to lick him, Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah. That was Kylie and Mercedes, of course, observing the men playing football and counting all of their abs, specifically Tyler. I've never heard abs described as abbing, but, you know, I I get it. He does. Tyler does have a lot of abs. They're Um, there and they are abs. And they they seem to love Tanner. Tanner's top of both their lists. Uh, Tanner, Tyler, Blake, and Avon. I love it. Well, they're like the two guys were with and then Tanner and Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for Blake, too. He really had, yeah, he had I know, a Blake, bit of a glow I, up. <laughs> I feel like I actually want more from Blake and more from Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. These new pe- these people are new and shiny, but like I'm invested in Blake and Rachel. I, know. I want more from them. We need more people grabbing them, like especially yeah. Rachel. Oh my God. This has been, yeah, we'll get to it. But I, justice for my gal, Rachel. Aaron B and Eliza are snuggling up. He's so all mm-hmm. in on her. He's just like telling the camera how he doesn't see either of them dating other people. This, it's just going to be such smooth <laughs> sailing. So, of course. Here comes John B. 27 from charity season to fuck shit up. Yeah, you know, those birds were chirping around their heads, (laughs) going to like pick them up and fly them into a loving day bed in paradise. And you know what? Yep. Nope. John B. But like here. like Aaron B., I do see Eliza as a Cinderella or oh, Snow yes. White light character in which little animals are always trying to befriend her. Like that feels very <laughs> apt. But John B. has a date card and he's ready to bring the vibes. Tonight is all about a more. 
which Jombie apparently doesn't know means love. But I, I can't. We'll get to it. <laughs> he pulls Mercedes first, and she's she reminds him and all of us that she is currently juggling two men. I had forgotten she that we haven't resolved mm-hmm. the Will and Tyler thing yet. Like this is now going to have dragged over three episodes. Yep, because it wasn't settled in this episode. So I guess that was a good reminder. But I feel like John was like, well, maybe I won't step into that and be a third. She also kissed Aaron B, if we remember. Uh, So yeah, Mercedes is, she's got her hands full. I think she's going to be with Tyler. That's that's my position. But next, John B pulls Eliza for a chat. And Aaron immediately is stressed. He's like hiding (laughs) under his towel. His head is in his hands. He's completely panicking. John and Eliza have a chat and they discuss the language of love. We have a clip. Obviously, I have a date that I have no idea what yeah, we're what actually doing. Tonight is all oh about. My, do you know what that means? Because I don't. Love. Yeah, me and... Love. It's all about like love. <laughs> She's too kind in this moment. <laughs> She's like, yeah, love, you know. I would be like, are you for real? Are you, you know? a dummy? <laughs> He even says Mia Moore. Like, you know what Mia Moore? You, like, John, yeah. context clues. <laughs> what? Yeah, I was Come just on. like, really? It was sort of like a, a Jess bird meat comment. <laughs> That's amore. That's like, amore. Yeah, I'm like Lady in the Tramp. Uh. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on, my guy. But really? Uh, but uh, yeah, Eliza, again, is so sweet. She brushes over that and she tells uh John B that she's been very focused on Aaron and they're having a good time. Um but it doesn't matter because John B is into Eliza and he chooses her for the date. She asks um if she could have a conversation with Aaron first. And when she looks at Aaron she's like you want to chat babe and I was like, "Oh." They're like I was they're a couple. I was shocked. I was shocked as everyone else in paradise because everyone really thought they were the strongest couple, which I think they are. I think they are too. And I think that Eliza is just like, I need to not cut myself off. Yes. And like get too focused on someone and just drill in on them because I met them early. Like, she's like, this has fucked me up in the past. And Aaron's like, I don't want you to go on a date. But she also expresses to him that he's had a chance to explore some of his options. I believe we have a clip of part of their conversation. Obviously, I've been in like a spot like this before and I feel like last time maybe I didn't do it the right way. Like I was just very like closed off. I came down and like have only had eyes for you so far with everyone being here and that you did have like your opportunity to kind of like explore your options a little bit. Whereas um, I don't feel like I've had that yet. Um, So I think just trying to like grow from last summer and last summer, I was just like, no, I don't want any issues. I don't want any challenges. I don't want anything to test yeah. anyone. And I feel like in the end, that's kind of like where I slipped up. And I feel like that's where I went wrong. See, yeah, I was slightly confused, though. I don't th- think you were as confused as me. But she has been saying this whole season, like, I just want to pick one person and stick with them the whole time. I don't want the drama. Uh, but now what she's telling him kind of is going back to last season where she did go on a date with another guy and ended up like switching 
So I was just confused by this, but I do, I respect Eliza for wanting to like maybe get clarity on Aaron and and go on a date with John to see if her connection with Aaron is as strong as she thinks it is. Yeah, you're right. The it wording was a little a, a weird. One, yeah. It wasn't quite a one-to-one one on one to one for last season. And you're right that she did say like, I just want to pick one person. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was like, wait, now you don't? <laughs> I, I think maybe she felt really confident in her connection with Aaron. And so she wanted to test herself a little bit. Yeah. And be like, John is someone that maybe she had interest in beforehand. And I wonder if she's like, I have to just sort of step out with someone else and make sure that I've not just convinced myself that I really like Aaron yeah. B. Like, just because he's here. Also, it's fun to just get out and go on and a date. Fun. Like, and leave it's fun. the resort. And sitting, yeah. yeah, and they're <laughs> sitting on the beach and like, she's probably like, I want to go for dinner yeah. and he's cute and you got to make out with Mercedes. With people, <laughs> yeah. And like, so, come on. Yeah. I respect it. Whatever. It's paradise. It's still early. Like, I don't know. They're all allowed to go on dates. And if they're really strong, yeah, they'll get they'll back know. together. Which they do. She heads back and tells John B. they're good to go. And everyone, including Aaron, looks shocked. Tyler yeah. even says, like, dating isn't like tennis. Just because someone talked to a person doesn't mean you have to. Also, because, like, when does that stop. And I see his point. Yeah. He's like, you can't just go back and forth being like, well, you did it. So now I get I'm to gonna do, do it. it. Yeah. Well, you did it. So I get to do it. Cause then you'll never just settle into the relationship. Yeah. Which I get. But then Rachel's like, you know what? The most important thing is that Eliza is happy. is happy and she's been through a lot. So like, let her go and have fun. And I agree. Let her go on a date. Let her have fun. Let her get, you know, I don't know, into some air conditioning briefly. <laughs> yes. Like have a good meal. Yeah. Yeah. Later that night, the errands are sitting and talking about how it is raining men. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's raining men. <laughs> it is the El Nino of dudes, as Aaron S puts it on the beach. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron says, you know, Eliza going on this date feels like his ending with charity all over again. And then Eliza walks up in this bright blue dress and the two errands are just like, wow. Ooh. Yeah. What's <laughs> up, beautiful? You look stunning. You look amazing. Um, which she does. And then John B. is at the bar waiting for her. He tells her she looks great. Um, and this is where we get the best, the oh best like food metaphor uh, I, <laughs> I've oh. ever heard. Like, I was, I don't even know how to explain this moment when I watched it. We just it, have just, to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, we gotta listen to it. Wow, she's such an amazing woman. Like, you see this fig jam, and you're like, wow, I've never seen that before, right? Like, I want that on my charcuterie board, so. Now I just want it on my charcuterie board every time I drink wine. Like, that's exactly how I feel about Liza. Like, I don't want anyone else to know about that charcuterie board <laughs> but me, but that's, that's just how it is, you know? I think this is the wrong metaphor because traditionally, aren't charcuterie boards like meant to be shared? Yeah. I'm like, wait, you just want to eat an entire <laughs> board to yourself? Aaron's just constantly making himself personal charcuterie and cheese boards. Yes. And it's like, no one, don't you fucking dare yeah. 
touch my fig jam. <laughs> yeah, do not touch my fig jam. I'm like, <laughs> again, jam generally meant to be shared. This is this is when I really understood that the birds were <laughs> chirping around Aaron's head because he is just in love. He's in love. He's he's living in La La Land. He is now comparing Eliza to his favorite snack. (laughs) (laughs) This man is, yeah, he's in it. He won't be sharing his charcuterie boards ever. But I could not stop laughing. I had to rewatch this moment because I was like, what is happening here? But again, I love it. I love it. (laughs) I loved it too. I thought it was so charming and hilarious. And also it made absolutely no No sense. sense. And and these are all the things that I want from a bad metaphor on this show. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, more on John and Eliza's date. And of course, the rest of the episode. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer. And I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. 
absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we are back and John and Eliza head off to their date while Aaron just sits and nurses his wounds. What is she trying to do? Is she trying to get back to him? Is she going to go with John B? Is this just going to end up just like him and Charity? He's just he's just really spinning out. And Aaron S. is trying to reassure him. He's like, calm down, dude. You guys connect. She's going to choose you. But on the date... There's definitely a little bit of chemistry between John and Eliza. Although not enough, I think, to threaten her connection with Like cute vibes, but it seems friendly. John says he'd, you know, love to be in love and be engaged. But you know what? At least he's got Eliza. He can, you know, feel the love is in the air. She's blushing. He's like, amour. I just learned this word. So he's going to use it the whole time. He's like, amour is in the air. (laughs) Mi amour. Um, he has to say they can kiss. She she like does this little like ah, ah, squeal, and then she goes, yeah. She's like, sure, let's kiss. She's like, I'll do a little kiss with you. They they have a personal mariachi band performance. They dance. They kiss a little bit, and back on the beach, Aaron B is just hoping this whole thing with John is super platonic. Yeah, because he has big plans for him and Eliza tomorrow morning. We have a clip. I just want to make sure that we're eating breakfast together tomorrow. You know, that's like what I think about. She likes bagels, two eggs, and three bacons and butter. So hopefully I'm ordering that for her tomorrow. When will someone order me bagels, two eggs, three bacons, and butter? Yeah, I was like, three bacons. <laughs> I'm like, I, I need more. I might need more bacons. Than Aaron just is just, three. yeah, he's just thinking about Eliza and food. And a more, you know? <laughs> yeah, Eliza and food go hand in hand for this man. He, you know, one does not exist without the other. In in a sense, Eliza feeds him. Yes. Body and soul. Yes. Three bacons. <laughs> <laughs> three bacons. I just love the way he said three bacons. I'm like, three types, <laughs> three types of bacon, three bacon strips. I think he means strips, of but course. it is very charming. <laughs> three bacons. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pilot Pete the Second is also feeling nervous about his connection to Olivia because they haven't even kissed yet. And at this point, I was like, does Pete really like Olivia? Or is he just feeling more into her now that someone else wants her? Like, it was hard yeah. for me to tell because before the rose ceremony, we really had barely seen them talk. Yeah, that's what I mean. Did we miss something? Like, have they been connecting right, like, he since he gave her the her? rose. Yeah. Because it, it seemed like he was into Sam. Mm-hmm. So I, I really couldn't get a, I can't get a proper read on Pete. In moments, I'm like, oh, he seems lovely and mature. At other points, I'm like, this guy cannot read the room and he seems so annoying. Yeah. I don't think Pete knows who Pete is. But. Yeah, that might, that <laughs> might be right. Right as he's feeling nervous though, Olivia and John Henry return to the beach hand in hand and Olivia is so torn. She's like, I like John Henry. I like Pete. What am I supposed to do? 
She also goes up to Kylie. I know you noted this, and you know that's a good point. Like they were enemies <laughs> because like, Kylie, of course, took Will. Uh, well, Will left Olivia to go to Kylie, and then that you know caused a lot of drama. But you pointed out that yes, it was Kylie who Olivia goes up to, and Kylie's like, "You need to tell me everything. Like, how was your date?" They're so, like, "Girl, talk." Oh I my love God, seeing Olivia. This. You seem so happy. It made me so happy. I was mad we didn't get to see the resolution to that conflict. But I was so happy to see that these two are now friends. It's how it should be. Yes. And it's cute. Olivia's like, yeah, we kissed. And Kylie's like, how was it? She's like, it was good. It's so Um, cute. Very sweet. And then Pete, Pete, Pete's ready to talk to Olivia. He's got to figure out how this date was. He handles this so well. I have to give him credit for this. He pulls Olivia for a chat. And he does not act possessive. Mm -mm. He doesn't, like, hound her for an answer. He just says, you know, there's an elephant in the room. I want to know how you feel. I want to know how things went. And she tells him, like, I did hit it off with John Henry. We had a great time. He's a great guy. But I wanted to check in with you. And Pete just calmly tells her, like, I really missed you. I was pacing the beach. I caught more feels while you were away. And I would like to just keep talking to you and keep spending time together. And by doing this and not demanding an answer from her, he manages to leave the door open for himself. Yes. And like, don't I don't you think if he had been like so anxious and demanding that she tell him she would like, have been like, oh, I just moment, got John Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that she would have ended up quite so torn. He, I think he really he handled this well. This well. Uh, you know, the best we've seen so far this season. Yeah, honestly. They both, like, respected each other enough to, like, Olivia said, "Can you know, I'm going to go on this date. Is that all right? Then they reconnect after the date to talk it out. Um, you know, two grown adults in this situation. And, yes, he gives her the space to decide, like, do I like Pete? Do I like John Henry? Do I like them both? Do I want to explore both relationships? I appreciated it. I think they handled this scenario very well. (laughs) Me too. And Olivia is like confused by the position she now finds herself in because she's like, I was in this position of like grasping for a rose and now I have choices. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, we we have a cliff. I was so pathetic a week ago. I was like, I want to go home. Paradise is horrible. I'm not having fun. This place is not fun. Now I'm over here like, which men do I want? (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you, Olivia. Which men do you want? I think both of them. She wants both of them. Go for it, girl. Explore. She's like checking in with John Henry and he's like, I want to get to know you more. And she's like, I like that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) And then sensing some competition, Pete pulls her again and he goes in for their first kiss. And they, yep. And she's into it. Olivia's into the kiss. Poor Olivia has no clarity now. No, she's torn. She's like, I think I need to enter a polyamorous relationship. She's like, I want Pete. I want John Henry. She wants How does them one both. choose? <laughs> yeah. And it is difficult because of the power thing with the roses switching. You can never quite get a read on someone this quickly and like, are they really into me? Are they just drilling down on this connection for now? Yeah. It's hard to tell. Exactly. But at least she has, as the men at would least, say, the power this week. So she'll yes. she'll ultimately get to make the decision, that decision. that's right for her. Because that would be really... Interesting if it was the guys choosing 
you know, which guy would choose Olivia? I actually wonder. I really can't tell at this point. Avon and Kylie also have a chat at this point and kind of solidify their relationship. Kylie is telling the cameras she is ready to get engaged to Avon, which I guess tracks because she said she wanted to get engaged to him before she even met him. (laughs) She's known since since she was in the womb that Avon is the one. (laughs) Yeah. And to her credit, she tells him pretty straight up, like, I'm not trying to date around here. You know, I really want things to work out between us, but if they don't work out, I'm not trying to stay on the beach to date other people. And he affirms her for the most part. He says there is basically no one who could come down those steps and deter him from Kylie. And they're like, great. I'm so glad we're on the same page. Nip that one in the butt. But (laughs) But you're like, I personally (laughs) am haunted by the word basically. Basically. So basically no one. It's doing a lot of work. It's doing a lot of work there. Like, what... What's the gap between basically no one and no one? No one. Is there yeah. a specific person? Who is this who's basically, basically person? Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is the person that could come down the beach and basically blow this relationship up? Yeah, I I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, you could like, have just been like, there is no exclusive. one. There's absolutely no one. Just say you're exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm curious if this is going to come back to haunt us or maybe I'm just like unnecessarily picking apart his words and... <laughs> Basically, no one means absolutely no one. Could be it. But, you know, we're here for this job. And our job is to break down every single frame of Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) Wells. Remember Wells? Good old bartender Wells calls everyone over for a chat. It's time to introduce the Paradise Truth Box, (laughs) where everyone can just, like, write what they want in there anonymously. um, And then have it read out loud. So you don't have to actually talk to people uh, face-to-face. You can just have someone else read <laughs> your this words for like you. This is Wells's wet dream because mm-hmm. he gets to present this artificial uh, tool of shit-stirring as <laughs> some kind of magnanimous gesture that is really for the collective mental health of the group. I love it. Also, I'm like, what is stopping producers from planting like 20 notes in there before they even start hand over yeah. the box to the <laughs> cast? Like, I, I don't believe, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a truth box conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Jesse's, <gasps> Jesse's just sitting back with producers, handwriting notes in his oh, beautiful font. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, obviously, I think some of them, and they're all being encouraged to contribute, but I don't know. I think there are some. Also, Mike Wells, you know, this is your job. Your job is to sit at the bar and listen to people complain about each other and give them advice. And he's like, no. Yeah, now the truth box is just doing it for you. So, also, to be (laughs) clear, it is not like an inherent moral good to always tell everyone all the worst things you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, sometimes it serves it's, a purpose <laughs> to just talk a little shit about someone behind yeah. their back. They never find out. Yeah. And or just, you just hold need it, it in. To vent. Yeah, hold yeah, it in. Or hold it in. Like, we don't we don't need to hear every mean thing you're ever thinking. But no, we it's do. my position. We do, But no, Emma. we do. We do on this show. And honestly, <laughs> I love it. I love the mess. Bring it on. Olivia's like, this truth box is going to destroy at least one relationship. (laughs) And what relationship will that be? Will it be Sean and Rachel? Because we immediately cut to Sean 
telling the cameras that he honestly hasn't truly felt a spark with Rachel. And he is still pining for Jess, who I think to all of us, it's very obvious that she was never interested in him even a little bit. No. And I don't know where he's getting this idea from that like, we both like Taylor Swift, so we're meant to be. She's or the like, fact who that gives like, she shit. just hasn't given him like attention, but he still she, thinks he's he's got a shot. She clearly thinks he's like a fine person to be friends with. That's yeah. what's very clear to everyone, I- including her current partner, Blake. But you know, you got to give Sean credit. It's paradise. He's going to shoot his shot. That's fine. <laughs> he like sidles up to the bar where Jess is telling this very long-winded anecdote that is going nowhere to John Henry about how her best, 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 best friends guy, who's her future husband, they're definitely going to get married. Like, I know it. Like, my best, 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 best friend, they're going to get married. (laughs) And he's a welder. Is he a welder? He might be be a welder. He's maybe, maybe a welder. Good story, Jess. Yeah. Good story. And <laughs> and the whole time, Sean is just like, yeah, wow. Maybe a welder. That's fascinating, Jess. Jess, can I chat with you? Because he is going to he's gonna channel Taylor Swift. Yeah. We have a clip. Jess is like a huge Taylor Swift fan. So the only thing you can think to yourself in this situation is, what would Taylor Swift do? Jess, I see you there sitting with a guy named Blake. I think that's a mistake. I like the fact you're covered in glitter. You make my heart shimmer. Paradise is on Jess. You belong with Sean. I wish he just said, you belong with Sean. (laughs) Was he going for that tune? I think he was, but yeah, he just wasn't following much of a Taylor Swift tune but he was no, trying to channel her lyrics you know her poignant lyrics <laughs> i i do give credit to sean for being willing to absolutely embarrass himself oh, yes. on national television like he's uh, sean i i he he does grow on me in moments because he's just such a little goober yeah I, i'm going to miss him if he leaves to be honest me like too, we haven't had a sean on this franchise he's such a really. little weirdo wild card and is generally fairly harmless uh socially on this show yeah. so <laughs> you know yeah this was a hilarious moment sean pulls jess and blake like could not give less of a shit. He's like, well, okay. <laughs> Blake yeah, just care. knows that this is <laughs> that it's not Sean's gonna a possibility. Himself. Yeah, it's yeah. just not going to happen. So he's just like, sure, take my girl. Go for it, man. <laughs> Sean pours his heart out. He's like, you know, I've just been wanting to like pull you because I could just see our lives. You, you would really re- mesh into my life. And sweet Jess is just nodding. She's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And then she tries to let him down easy. She's like, look, I I, I have enjoyed talking to you that one time we talked, but we haven't really talked since. And then she gives him this breakup speech. Like, I truly care about you. And I like, I want, I, I love you. And I think you're literally awesome. Not like, you know what I mean? Like, as a friend, <laughs> I don't, why are you making that face? Like, this is, I, what? what? Like, nothing, nothing, I, nothing. I love talking to you. I really do. Like, I care and I don't want yeah. to string you along. 
I know you don't feel comfortable like streaming along, but like, are you like all in on Blake? I think both both of us are on the same page of being open if we feel like there is a connection we want to explore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're still open to exploring things, just not with me, I guess, at this point. You know what? Again, I have to give Sean credit for at least listening, reading the room, mm -hmm. and kind of taking it all in stride. Like, yeah. he's laughing because he knows this girl's rejecting me, and she's trying to be really nice yeah. about it. She's like, yeah, we're open. <laughs> if Not somebody comes along that, <laughs> that we're I interested like. in, and Sean's just like, oh, so not me. Not me. Oh, you don't <laughs> like me. <laughs> but yes, at least he's still self-aware or at least he knows what's happening and he's not aggro about it like we see so many men on this show lashing out and sean again sean takes it in stride you gotta you gotta yeah. give him credit for that and i would i would be cheering him on in this moment if it wasn't for his relationship with rachel because that now what he's doing feels icky to me because you've been like hanging out with our girl who is like not getting pulled by other guys, thinking okay, that maybe I, you're into her. This is yeah, I'm it gets, like, it gets what messy. have we not been seeing? Why isn't Rachel getting more attention? Why have we still never even seen her have a goddamn conversation with Avon? What's the vibe there? I, I'm annoyed that Rachel is not getting what she deserves, even and from Sean. Even definitely from not like from Sean. <laughs> um, and at this point. Brayden is starting to get agitated. He's talking to Blake. He's watching Sean and Jess chatting. And he's like, Sean's being an idiot. He's sleeping on Rachel. Mm -hmm. This is when we learn that Sean told Brayden that Rachel, quote, really likes him, but he's still really into Jess. And he's like, I feel like Sean is just hurting Rachel by talking to Jess. I, I do want to say that it seems like Rachel is aware that Sean yeah, is into they've Jess talked, because they've talked, they've talked about, talked about, it. about mm -hmm. it. So I don't think it's like fully sneaky. And I don't think that's the part of this equation that ultimately makes Rachel yeah. angry at all. Because she straight up said, if you want to go for Jess, you should. No, she and didn't Blake, like, yeah, she doesn't yeah. like the the fact that he's telling Brayden like, she, she really likes him. As, as like some sort of pity yes. case. Like yeah. some sort of like, oh, I'm like pity dating her because she's just so into me. But Blake is like, Brayden, if you would be in to Rachel, then go for it. Like, and he says, Sean doesn't know what he wants. And then he corrects himself. He's like, well, he knows what he wants, but I don't think he's going to have success there. <laughs> yeah, like pointing <laughs> at him and Jess chatting. Yeah. So he also, says, you know, yeah, if, Blake's if Sean, dating Jess. So <laughs> yeah, Blake's dating Jess. But he's like, if Sean is shooting a shot with the girl he says he actually wants, then Brayden should talk to the woman that Sean has been talking to that he has been clear that he doesn't really want, Rachel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Brayden's like, okay, you know, I'm I'm ready to stop being a quote, baby back bitch and look out for myself. He is armed with layers of Jess's body glitter. Like, yeah, this they... man is glistening. <laughs> was Jess hugging him, or did she just smear that glitter all over him? Everybody. I think they're all sharing it yeah, at this point. Yeah, everybody is just glistening this season. You know, and I do, I, I've always said, I love that Brayden's willing to take uh, some fashion mm -hmm. risks, and that includes his glittery skin. 
He looks great. So he pulls Rachel and he asks her about her connection with Sean. I think he does this in a bit of a roundabout way. <laughs> yes. He's, he's like, so Sean said that you really like him. And before he can get to the part where he kind of shoots his shot with Rachel, Rachel becomes absolutely infuriated to learn that Sean has been telling the men that he's dating her, but it's so hard because she's just so into him and he's not that into her. She feels deeply disrespected. Oh, yeah. She freaks out. She's not happy. Did you, do you even think that Rachel could tell that Brayden was trying to, like, flirt with her here? Because it felt to me like she was reading this as, you're coming to me to tell me about Sean. Not yeah. you're coming to me to try to get with me. Yeah. I think Brayden's ultimate goal was to, like, tell Rachel that he might have, like, feelings for her. But, yeah, he didn't He didn't pull he didn't this do off. do it well. So if no. I was Rachel, I'd feel the same way. Like, it, he was trying to get there, but before getting there, kind of pissed her off. That, yeah, she did not like, even I'm notice not what was be, happening. I'm not going to be made to look like a fucking fool. Yeah. It was, it's, I think it's very clear to all of us watching that Rachel is not that into Sean. She's just like having fun with him. Yeah. Hanging out with him. And she thought they were on the same page, both open to meeting people that they have a better connection to, but giving each other roses. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Taking each other on the journey. If somebody comes along, they can always leave this partnership. But they exactly. have respect, or at least she thought they had respect for each other. Uh, but Brayden kind of stirs the pot and and kind of makes it appear that Sean does not respect her and has been telling the guys that she's, like, so into him, but he's not into her. And I would be pissed, too. <laughs> I would be, too. I'd be furious. And Rachel pulls Sean, and she's like, my blood is boiling with rage. Why have I been hearing this shit from, from Brayden? And she's just really frustrated. She's like, why have you never said this to me? If you've been struggling in this, you know, relationship or whatever it is, like, why didn't you say that to me? Yeah. And Aaron B., Brayden, and Pete are watching from the sidelines at the bar being like, whoa, she's pissed. That's some bad body language. <laughs> so I guess Sean isn't the only resident body language. Well, Sean, Sean's been teaching the guys. Oh, you know? yes. Yeah, he, yeah. he probably, they took a class. So yeah, now they're all <laughs> up to speed on body language because Sean is an expert. But yeah, yeah, they could tell this is not a good conversation. It's not going well. Sean does something really stupid at this point. Which is that <laughs> he tries to backtrack and he tries to do this thing where he's like, well, I feel differently now because Jess rejected me. Yeah. So and now I want to keep pursuing you. And like, babe, yeah, that's so, not flattering. No. So she's like, so now you're blaming this on Jess? Like, oh, so. so Which I don't, I don't think he was doing, but I think she's just so angry. Yeah. I think he's trying to be like, look, I was trying to see if there was anything left with Jess, but there and isn't. Not. So we weren't like, communicating well. I still like you. Like, we should still continue this. But here's the thing. Rachel's in a good position to be finding this out now because she's like, I'm the one with the rose. Yeah. So, like, if I know you're saying this shit about me, you're done. Like, we're done. I will give anyone else a rose. Yeah. And she walks away. And she says, like, I need space from you. Like, I need you to leave me alone. And what's funny is she walks over to the bar and starts talking to other people. And Sean, like, follows her 
Back well, to I where guess that's she just is. where all of the people because that's are. where they, everyone is. <laughs> they both walk over to the bar, and Rachel's like snaps at him. She's like, "So I said I needed a minute. Then why are you here?" Yeah, and he's just like, he looks like a little sad puppy dog. And he's like, he's like, "Do you want me to go to the beach, sit by myself?" And she's like, "Oh no!" Like, so she's like, he finally pulls Aaron B. He's like, "Aaron B's my friend. Yeah, let's go, let's Aaron go. B. Can you go with did me? Did you know? Did you notice that he called him Aaron B? He said, yeah. "Let's go, Aaron B." <laughs> Sean's like everybody's kid brother, to be honest. Like, yeah, which I, I think Sean is starting to realize. That yeah. Everyone likes him, but n- no one wants to make out with him. No, yeah. Not even Rachel. Sean is <sighs> mad, though. Sean, now after Brayden and Sean kind of like buried whatever was happening between them, well, it's unearthed because Sean is furious at Brayden. Brayden just fucked me, stabbed me in the back, Sean says, which kind of. He kind of did. Like, I'm not trying to defend Sean here, but I get being like, why would you relay this thing that I told you in confidence? Mm -hmm. When you could have just put it in the truth box. (laughs) Yeah, should have just put it in the truth box, man. But also, you know what? It had to, something needed to happen to split Sean and Rachel up because I'm just like, I need to see my gal Rachel yes. making out with more people. But if she, I was what Sean she too, like I think Sean started. If I was to Sean, sense I would be now, I would be like, hurt. Oh, yeah. Brayden might want to hang out with Rachel. Yeah, like Brayden is is using this thing that I told him yes. in order to further his own position, yeah. which isn't totally incorrect. Meanwhile, Olivia is confiding in Aaron S. about how torn she still is between Pete and John Henry. I love seeing these little moments of random friendship that I didn't realize existed. She's just like, Aaron, like, I want to go home with one of them, but which one? And then she talks to the camera. She's like, am I the bachelorette (laughs) of paradise right now? Me? Yeah, her Chiron reads too, bachelorette in paradise. (laughs) (laughs) She's really hamming it up. Eliza and John B. also return from their date, just as Kylie is making Aaron B. repeat the mantra, I am confident. I am handsome. I deserve this. I love this so much. (laughs) So sweet. Like, they clearly, this season, there's so many great friendships, too. And I love, that's part of Part of why I love Paradise too is like these little like. I agree. And I'm glad we're seeing these moments. Yeah. I was happy because I had actually heard from another former cast member who's close with a lot of people who were on this season that they all just had the best time during filming, that there like wasn't actually that much drama, that everyone had a really good time. And so she was like, I wonder if if that will come across in the season. And and honestly, it is. It is. I love it. Eliza, of course, being the classy broad she is, pulls Aaron to chat. Um, He's freaking out. 100% of the women who went on a date uh, have left their current partner so far. So he's like, is she going to come back and be like, I I was thinking about you? Or is she going to be like, no, John B is the one for me? Spoiler alert. Yeah. She was thinking about Aaron. During her date with John. They don't fully... Like, she doesn't say, I'm definitely not going to give my rose to John, but Aaron feels relieved. Aaron seems to feel like the threat has been dismantled, or neutralized. (laughs) Like, the threat has been neutralized. I'm good. Yeah. 
We cut back to Rachel, who is still absolutely losing her goddamn <laughs> mind over what went on with Sean. She feels disrespected. And the to- the undertone to me seems to be, what the fuck, Sean? I didn't even like you that much. Yeah. I feel like she was like, never expected this sort of situation to go down if she was hanging out with Sean. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's Sean. Yeah. Who said I really liked him? She's talking to Blake and Wells over at the bar. And she's like, Wells, I'm just so embarrassed. And Blake asks her, so what's the next step, Rachel? And she's like, I don't know. Not dating Sean? (laughs) She also says like, what? Like, I'm so into you? Yeah. What? She's so into you? She's unraveling a bit. And I'm like, it's just Sean, Rachel. Just move on. But I love it. I think it's so (laughs) funny because she's clearly so incensed that that anyone would suggest that she was that into Sean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> She's like, you would know if I really liked you, and I don't really like you, Sean. Sean, though, pulls Brayden because he's he's hurt. He feels like he was betrayed. He asks what Brayden told Rachel, and Brayden is pretty honest with him, though I'll say he, he softens the delivery yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit. But Sean says, like, you you hurt me. I felt like we made peace after everything that went down during charity season, and now you've betrayed my trust. He says, I believe in some sort of bro code. I consider you like a bro. Oh, and you could see Brayden is kind of like, oh, he does feel I like think, a little bad. I think Brayden is like, shit, I didn't deliver this in the best yeah. possible He's way. Like, I did like, break bro code, man. <laughs> I th- and I think I kind of I be- I honestly believe Brayden when he says it, my, it wasn't my intention to fuck over Sean. I just wanted to ask Rachel where her head was at. Yeah. But Sean just feels defeated. He's like, cool. It's about to be a rose ceremony. I have no other connections. Five men are going home. Like I'm thrown in the towel. Yeah. Poor Sean. I he might be right. He might be right. He might be right. It's like poor Sean, but also like not poor Sean, but also like yeah. poor Sean a little bit, but like mostly poor Rachel. Also at this point, I'm like, when <laughs> is this rose ceremony happening? Like when was Never. the last time we saw Never. a rose ceremony? Oh my God. Because now Why? we're on the next morning. And I'm like, wait, I thought it was happening tonight. <laughs> no, I'm so annoyed that we don't get the rose ceremony in this episode. The next morning, Kat is momming all of the other women, insisting they put sunscreen on. She's like, do you see those red blotches? And they're like, no. And she's like, I see them. But honestly, good advice. Yeah, I Kat's appreciate right. I appreciate her applying people's sunscreen and making like where sure. Like everyone yes. should be wearing Protect their sunscreen. Skin. I would imagine that the UV is intense. Then that's it. That's it. That Finally. was the day. Finally. That was the whole day. Finally. Yeah, that was the whole day was the morning, just sunscreen. And then it's rose ceremony night. But of course, we will not be getting the actual rose no, ceremony. No, no. Sean has turned into a great narrator for us because he thinks it's going to be the red wedding of Bachelor in Paradise tonight. I kind of like stopped in my tracks in this moment because it brought me back to like the height of Game of Thrones. Oh, and I know. Lee, for anyone who doesn't know, Lee used to recap. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm a fantasy chick, but I was also yeah. like, man, that was like six years ago, Sean. <laughs> I know. Deep, honestly, deep cut cultural reference. Yeah. I, that, that endeared me to Sean a little bit. But it is he's a like, bloodbath. It's going to be, yeah. it's a bloodbath of dudes. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Five people going home. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it seems like Avon, Blake, and Tanner are really the only men who have their roses completely secured. Avon from Kylie, Blake from Jess and Tanner from Kat. Olivia is still choosing between Pete and John Henry. 
Mercedes is still choosing between Will and Tyler. Eliza is choosing between Aaron B. and John B. And Rachel's Rose is now just a goddamn wild card. Yeah. And as we remember, Sam, of course, left. Uh, so there, so there was supposed to be one, one more extra there. rose, uh, which probably would have went to Aaron S., uh, who's yeah. also in jeopardy, as we say. Jesse arrives and gives an important update on Sam. She still has not pooped. I am concerned at this I'm point. I'm very upset. I thought How? she was like having a surgical procedure. Why hasn't someone given her an enema? enema? Like, just come on. Like, how? I don't know. So I still feel bad for Sam. I think also, I was like, hoping Jesse if would come gonna out. If they're going to say this, yeah. if they're going to say this, they better give us an update when her health has normalized. Exactly. Because I'm genuinely worried about her at this point. I wanted him to be like, and she got it out. The poop yeah. baby has arrived. Like if she, I'm sorry, she's left the country and she's still not pooped. What are they doing? Yeah. Get, won't, she needs better health care. Poor Sam. I'm thinking Poor about Sam. her. I'm sure I really she, I imagine too. she's pooped at this I think point, she's but. pooped by now. I think she's okay. It's been months, but I mean, I hope so or else she's not living, but I think she seems to be alive. So it's a good sign. Jesse also reminds everyone about the Paradise Truth box. He's just like, I really hope y'all are writing some mean burn book ass notes for each other. And that means it's time for Wells to start reading out some of the notes. He tries to like start out on a tame note mm -hmm. with some ribbing of his bartending skills, like stop serving half shots, Will. Yeah. Other uh, notes that he reads include Brayden and Rachel should make out and raise your hand if you have an uncircumcised penis. <laughs> uh, we learn that John B. does. And I just and he's have proud to say, like, mm -hmm. we don't, we didn't need to know that. No. Also, interesting that penis is a word that you can say and they like, like, bleep out so many other words. Yeah. But I guess they let, they did in Golden Bachelor let um, Ellen say vagina. So I was glad it wasn't just... It's you know, anatomy, it you know? Equal, it should be equal, able, opportunity. Yeah, equal opportunity. I agree. They they should be able to, but it's so always interesting to me what they choose to center, censor yeah. and what they don't because it seems so all so stupid. Um, I, I was like, is there an inside joke here? Like what... Where did yeah. this one come and from? And you know what? It, Who else feels that way? Aaron S. Because he's just, he's not. Aaron S. This. is like, why are we talking about the circumcision yeah. when we could be talking about Kat? Like, how dare you? I think he, I'm like, did Aaron S. write a bunch of notes? And he's like, you're not reading mine well. I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> also like, like, yeah, his his girlfriend just left. He's a nihilist yeah, now. He is pissed. He's like, I'm going to get sent home anyway. Like my whole situation was ruined by a poop, baby. I'm here to wreak havoc. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm ready to go home with two middle fingers in the air. He interrupts Wells, grabs the truth box, smashes it aggressively on the ground. I was like, I, could you have not unlocked it? I, yeah. He has to break it. It was a lot. He's a man. That's he what seems men angry. do. Mm -hmm. He seems very angry at this mm -hmm. truth box. And he exposes all the notes. Cat is getting incensed by this middle school behavior. It's clear she and Aaron just don't like each other. No, they do not. And Wells, I don't think Wells likes Aaron that much anymore either. Wells he is, is like, like what taken the fuck, aback dude? by this. He's like, wait, wait, this was my whole shtick. Like, he's like, I was going to drag this out all summer long. Yeah. By all summer, I mean all 21 days that they're filming. <laughs> but Wells is like, Aaron, man, you just did violence to this box. So, so. if you want to go there, you can read all the notes. And so he does. And several 
are about Kat. Mm-hmm. How she played Brayden, how Tanner should watch out, how she isn't supporting Jess the way th- she thinks she is. And Kat is just like, fuck this. I have no time for this. None of this is true. Aaron S. can keep his little note. Yeah, she's she's not happy. And again, was it Aaron S. who put all those cat cat notes in there? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, There's another note suggesting, of course, that Brayden and Rachel should make out, which leads Brayden to make out with Rachel. (laughs) He pulls her aside. Uh, Sean's like, I think Brayden wrote all those notes himself. He's trying to sabotage me. He might have. He might have. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing Brayden and his game could be a part of it. Brayden tells Rachel... He's no longer pissed at Kat. He's kind of impressed, actually. Uh, Rachel also says Kat told her that she should explore with Brayden. So you know what? They give the people what they want, and they kiss. He's apparently an amazing kisser. So is Rachel. They're both, like, excited by this um, unexpected chemistry because they've been friends for a few days now. Uh, and now a maybe... it's Yeah. <laughs> You know, how many days are we on now? Yeah. Three, four. <laughs> I guess if it's been uh, like 12 days since Sam pooped. It's that's been true. That's true. Probably at least like, t- like 10 days since they started filming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you've been friends with someone for 10 days and then all of a sudden you make out and there's just this intense chemistry, what have you been doing? I, I am so <laughs> here for it. Again, I want to see Rachel like just getting some fun action people acknowledging that she is cool and desirable and like fun. I, I enjoyed this. And honestly, they both, it looks like a good kiss. It, it looks does. like a really good makeout session. It really does. I'm it like, really does. I'm into this. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> because they sat together. Was it at charities? Like after the final rose, um, yeah, either that or the mental or something. And I was like, Hmm. Are they friends? Did they hook up? They're in probably paradise? friends now. I I feel like Rachel's not with any of these goobers now, but I think she had a fun summer. But yeah, That's I'm into the guess. I'm into their vibe, even if it's Me yeah, too. even if it's just for the summer. Look, she deserves I, fun. He deserves fun. This seems fun. Yes, I love it. At this point, Cat pulls Tanner to try and do some post truth box damage control. Yeah, no fun here. <laughs> and I feel like Tanner. He knows a little bit starting to get Mm -hmm. a little bit over Kat. She because she's like, Aaron S is just stirring the pot. I've been nothing but honest. And then she's like, am I am I getting hives? Am I am I getting hives? And he's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, but do I have hives? (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) It's a lot. It's an intense, intense energy. I respect Tanner here because he does it very respectfully. But he basically tells her like. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Um, He's basically like, I talked to Brayden and I I admit I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Because it seems like you were very all in on him. And now you're saying you're all in on me. And I, I feel for Kat in the sense that there's no way for her to prove that it's different yeah. with him other than to stay with him. Yeah. Um, and I do think she's probably just more into Tanner. She was excited to meet him. But she also just doesn't handle criticism or conflict well. And so I think that there would have been a way for her to be like, look, I can't convince you 
that things are different between us. All I can do is tell you that things feel different. I understand. I feel horrible that Brayden felt blindsided. That was not my intention, but I just felt a really undeniable connection with you and yeah. that made me want to move on from him. But that's not what she does. No, she that's just not like, cat style. Uh-uh. No, she just, she just bristles. She's a very, and several people on the beach have said this. She's a very defensive person. She doesn't take criticism well. She does and not even take if it's criticism. like the slightest thing. Like it could be she like can't handle it. Your hair isn't curled correctly. I think she would freak out. Um, yeah, but Tanner's basically just it. like you know, it's similar to where you and Brayden were. Um, you flipped on him, so you know I'm just a little cautious. And she says if Tanner's opinion wants to be based off what these boys are saying, then that's his problem. So she also, immediately like turns on him. That sentence also doesn't, doesn't make, make grammatical sense, yeah, sense. Yeah. but yeah. And when she's like, okay, angry, things, things are most get. of her sentences don't make sense when she gets all riled up. But yeah, now and I'm like, don't of... turn on Tanner. But now I'm starting to see maybe where John Henry can make his way in because I feel like Kat and Tanner might be a little bit fractured at this point. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see how all of this plays out. We're going to get some some real musical chairs episodes, mm-hmm. I think, in the next few but mostly Kat is not worried about Tanner. She's worried about Aaron S., oh, yeah. who she is pissed at because she feels like clearly he's been saying things that have been getting back to her about her. She, he's been criticizing her. And she's yelling at the camera, get your shit together. Be mature men. She pulls Aaron S. aside to chat. And she tries to explain to him. She's like, look, Brayden decided to lean in to our relationship when I was not fully in. That's on him. And Aaron asks her what I think is a fairly level-headed question, Mm -hmm. which is, is there any way that you would have handled this situation differently knowing that Brayden felt blindsided? Instead of just saying, you know, I... Sure, yeah. I'm sure we both could have communicated better with each other, but I want to move on because I'm excited about this new connection. She just sort of proves to Aaron she can't handle any criticism yeah. because she's like, I don't need to answer to you about anything. Yeah. She's like, I don't care what the weird men on this beach think of me. I don't need to fucking talk to toxic men. Whoa. Like he was just honestly asking, like, do you think like there's a way that you could have just handled that better? And she took that and ran with it. She ran very she far away. Anyone <laughs> criticizing her is automatically toxic behavior. And I don't think she needs to necessarily care what the weird men on this beach think of her. But I, I bristle at the use of toxic men to deflect any fair criticism, honestly. Or responsibility that, you know. Or even if she thought that criticism was unfair, like any, yeah, any responsibility to the collective to kind of grapple with the fact that she hurt someone. And it just, I don't like when feminist language is weaponized so that people can be selfish. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes. And she has done that a few times at this point this season. That it may, yeah, it makes me feel uneasy. Um, and Aaron, you know, he he kind of sees that. He sees that right away, and he's he thinks she's being closed off. He doesn't want to have a one sided conversation. He says this has been bothering him, not Brayden. 
Because she keeps kind of, yeah, deflect. She keeps pointing back everything back to like Brayden and Brayden. But Aaron's like, no, this is just how I feel too. Like watching this as a bystander, watching your behavior and the way you treated my friend, that bothers me. This isn't just about Brayden. But I don't know. I don't, she says, I didn't say uh, you didn't deserve an answer. Uh, just listen to what people say before you speak on things. That's how things get twisted. She doesn't need to explain anything to him. He can fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, uh, she does this thing where she's like, you're not listening to what I'm saying. She did it to Brayden too. And I'm like, no, they are listening. Yeah, you're not listening not, to what they're saying, actually. like, And they're not satisfied with your answers. And then you're saying, I don't need to answer to you. So yeah, that does seem to imply that he doesn't deserve an answer. I mean, the whole thing is sort of ridiculous. But we do get some truly incredible footage of, oh of Kat talking to the camera. She's like, go fucking hang out with the crabs. I don't have time for it. She tells Aaron she doesn't care to put any more energy towards this. And Aaron is like, okay, man, like you just confirmed everything that I thought about you. Then we hear Kat continuing to rant to the camera. And she is yelling so loudly that the whole beach can hear. Everyone can we hear. We have a clip of this. Aaron S., I'm sorry. There's a reason you're single at 33. We all came here to establish connections. I'm sorry if you don't like the way it was done. I know that I'm a graceful and respectful and charismatic person. And I'm confident in that. Aaron S. literally um, needs so much therapy. Do you hear her screaming? Yeah. And no one is okay. put up to him. I don't understand that. Let's just focus, Let's just focus <laughs> over here. Let's keep Wait the good up. vibes going. Okay, okay, okay. And leave everyone alone just because you don't have a relationship to explore. So you want to go and stir the pot? Oh my God. Okay. She's there's a mean. Lot, She's a mean a lot girl. To unpack. She's really mean. Yeah. Like, do I think that Aaron is a pot stirrer? Yes. I will give her that. The rest of it fell below the belt. Like, yes. Therapy. First of like, all, you're screaming he right therapy. now. He needs like, therapy. <laughs> I mean, we, we learned that Aaron and Brayden can both hear her screaming their names. Mm -hmm. She's That's how loud she's talking. It's a small set that they have on the beach. The fact that she brings up his age, like, yeah. everyone knows that we hate that. Can you imagine if a guy did that about a girl? Like, it's. I mean, I was just talking about this because one of the men says something about a woman who's like about the same age as Aaron. Oh, I see why you're, you know, 33, 34 and single now. Like, after he's rejected on Love is Blind. Like, yeah. I, and I was just talking about how shitty it is. And I think it's really shitty for a woman to say that about a man, too. Like, I'm sorry. It's, first of all, extremely uh, common for people to be in their 30s and single. single. Like, also, so there are circumstances of, as to why people are single. You know, not everybody is like, like out rude. and about trying it's to just, meet someone. It's yeah. just a rude way. If you are frustrated with and you feel you've been treated unfairly, say that. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason that I bristle at Braden Colin Cat, a man eater. Name the actual thing you are upset at. Yes. Do not hit someone below the belt. Point your anger towards someone. Yeah. yeah when it it's just, it's rude. And Kat has really shown herself to be completely incapable of healthy communication as far as I've seen. It was really, I found this both extremely entertaining and uh, and troubling. Yeah. And troubling. And I felt <laughs> but it bad was too. Because like we just saw Aaron did have a connection to explore. He lost that connection due to a health, you know, concern. And she's acting like he's just been, like, single this whole time. 
like and he, trying to like fuck other relationships exactly up. Like, that's I, not the case and also every like he's not the only one who felt that the way she handled the Braden situation was not good you know I mean, if it was even just her friends Aaron, even her friends felt right. the same way yes it's, her friends basically gave her the same feedback and she couldn't take it on board from a friendly source either so yeah. I don't know that it's really about Aaron here. It's about her inability to take criticism. It's sad, too, to see someone kind of, you know, you're you're at a small resort with people that you're filming with, people who are your friends, and you are screaming that way where they can hear you. It's not only making them uncomfortable, but it's going to make you uncomfortable tomorrow when you have to, like, explain what you were saying. Yeah, honestly, I think that this is also could really fuck up her relationship yeah. with Tanner because you might see that behavior and be like, I don't really want to be involved in and that. And those like, are his friends too. Like they were yeah. all on charity season together. Those guys are... Are his friends. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a, it's not a good look. But Brayden and Rachel are having a much better time. They're continuing to bond. And honestly, I have to admit, he's very endearing in this scene. He's talking about how he grew up with sisters yeah. I, I assume older sisters, but I'm not sure. And he tells Rachel about how he used to like be very curious about their pasties. Mm-hmm. He's like, do those rip your nipples off? <laughs> and he used to go put them on and walk around in them. And I was like, oh, I think I get why Brayden is appealing. Like there, I, there is something about men who grew up with sisters yeah. that can be um, very comforting. And like there's like a level of understanding. It explains a lot too about his, like how he's so self-assured and confident in his own body and his fashion. And yeah. uh, Yeah. I was like, I want, I was actually curious. I would like to see the rest of his family. I'm I'm sure he played so much dress up as a child. And I I know I can't, you just see like little Brayden running around in like a tutu or something, just like living, loving and loving life. I I really support it. Because all children should be able to do that. That's how you express yourself. So yes, wear whatever the fuck you want at any age. Okay. Express yourself. He makes a comment about trying on Rachel's pasties tomorrow because she's like, oh, I have a few you could try on. (laughs) And and she's like, "Uh, tomorrow? And he's like, oops, I'm getting ahead of myself. But it seems likely he's getting Rachel's rose. Yeah. And then they kiss again. They're just... They're going to be kiss buddies, and I like it. Yeah, I like it too. At this point, the men who are floating still are starting to feel the pressure. John B. is like, I'm still shooting my shot with Eliza, but it doesn't look good for me. There's 12 guys. There's seven women. I'm I'm feeling pessimistic. Sean is also feeling pessimistic. He's Mm -hmm. like, I think everyone just sees me as a friend, so I'm going to go to the bar and drink tequila (laughs) what he needs is a gift from the paradise gods as Mm -hmm. does aaron s sean is praying his chiron now reads suddenly religious (laughs) he's like i need some sort of sign from those paradise gods like send me down another girl what is that lee is that a glisten in the moon i see in the distance yeah (gasps) is is it a star shining on the villa were, were the paradise gods listening this whole time? <gasps> yes. I see some long legs start to enter the beaches of paradise. Is this woman going to save Sean, Aaron S., John B., Will? I guess we'll see her face next, next week. week. 
I honestly couldn't tell. Who could it who be? It I know we tried to study her legs. Like we wouldn't. Yeah, know. the problem is I don't care enough to really try to find out, but I'm sure someone on the internet will have figured it out yeah. and will be able to tell all of us. Next week, we see that there are new arrivals, a lot of love triangles. Brayden and Rachel go on a date. And also, Davia arrives to fuck things up between Kat and Tanner on her birthday. It's her birthday, goddammit. it. my fucking birthday. If anyone watches Vanderpump Rules, you know that mm. uh, reference. <laughs> She's like Stassi levels of obsessed with her birthday. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it seems like it's going to be a wild episode. I'm, Can't I'm wait. excited. Can't wait. We end with a credit sequence. <laughs> Jess is killing the credits this season. She like, is. Good for you, Jess. <laughs> I love Jess's energy. I do too. She's like gullible and cute, and I just love her very much. Poor Jess is chasing around Coco, the resident French bulldog, around the beach while trying to like <laughs> hold her breasts in place because, as anyone knows, often bathing suits do not have the best. Support. support for like mm-hmm. athletic activity because Coco has her lilac like plastic Birkenstock. I love those Birkenstocks, oh, yeah. by the way. They're so cute. A plus. One of them in his mouth, and Coco will not let <laughs> the shoe go. And he Coco's fast. Coco's fast. I actually I don't know why I'm gendering Coco because we don't know the gender. Yeah, boy but, or girl, the, the, but, but that's I don't a fast know. This dog. dog. <laughs> this dog. This gender neutral dog will not let go of this shoe and. And is a wily little thing. Just just evading Jess's Jess back and forth. You <laughs> yeah. know, the men were playing football and whoever got to witness this, it was incredible. <laughs> it looks like Blake is watching from above, just laughing. But finally, Jess emerges victorious, shoe in hand. And she says, I, I win, win. <laughs> bad doggy. <laughs> I, I hope Blake it. just enjoyed that whole thing because... She's adorable. Oh. I love Jess. Her body glitter. Her She's so cute. Yeah, she's she's so, so cute. And frankly, Coco is so cute too. I was like, I want it was just to. just cuteness I on want cuteness. To squeeze, I want to squeeze this little nugget. That's wanna, how I felt I watching that dog. Jess or the, oh, the dog. The dog. Yeah. I, like, I, I want to squeeze, squeeze that Jess little too. nugget too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like Be covered Jess, in body glitter. Jess could be our daughter if we were teen moms at this point. <laughs> And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start with Love to See It. We love to see the creative editing that's happening, the Grease-style flashes of Dr. Kelly and Aaron S. as Sam walks wistfully along the beach. Again, that cheeky editing. Hell yeah, keep it going. We also love to see Olivia's sweet support of nervous wreck John Henry. She just calmed his nerves. They knocked over a massage table together. They popped champagne. They massaged each other. It was just great for everybody's nerves. But Olivia, we see you, girl. We also love to see more absolutely on-point Chiron work. Feeling his truth bachelorette in paradise suddenly religious i mean the producers are here for us thank you for your service (laughs) i also added this because i love to see that aaron b has memorized eliza's (laughs) breakfast order two eggs three bacons this is fig jam love right here this is fig jam love (laughs) yeah a part b to this one is i love to see aaron b 
just really connecting food. Food is his love language. Mm -hmm. And fig jam is his ultimate love language. And I love to see Aaron just really getting into those metaphors. Thank you. It's a wonder to behold. (laughs) We also love to see Rachel finally getting some romance with someone other than Sean. I'm sorry to Sean, but Rachel deserves more. Yep, and Brayden and her, that's a steamy kiss right there. I'm all for it. Me too. Uh, We love to see a beach doggy, Coco. Coco. How did we not know Sweet Coco existed until this week? I don't know, but I'm so happy. And finally, we love to see that Kylie and Olivia have made peace. We are now and always here to make friends. Now it's time for Hate to See It. We, of course, hate to see Sam having to go home early because of her gut health. Yes, we're all hoping she's okay and way past the poop baby drama at this point. Um, We also hate to see Rachel not getting enough attention from these new men. Like, why isn't Rachel being pulled to go on dates? Like, I just don't understand it. Every single one of them just didn't talk to Rachel. I don't understand. Former bachelorette Rachel. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. Put some respect on Rachel. Mm -hmm. We also hate to see Kat's complete and utter inability to receive criticism of any kind. Yeah, it's very troubling. And on that note, we hate to see Kat weaponizing the concept of toxic men in order to evade taking accountability for hurting Brayden. And just for hurting Aaron S. with her behavior, for hurting anyone. Just take accountability. Just don't be rude. On the other hand, we also hate to see this whole man-eater narrative. Like... As we said, we have found Kat's behavior to be troubling, but we also would never describe a man who simply switches up on a romantic partner one time, even if it is done without any tact or or without any empathy. We would never describe a man this way. So don't do it to Kat. And we hate to see the tenuous peace between Sean and Brayden shattered, just left lying in the sand. These two, you worked it out, and we love to see that. And now we're back to square one. Absolutely devastating. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Moderana is our executive producer. If you like Love to See It, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave us a review, you know, do all the things you would do to support a podcast you love. And of course, most importantly, spread the word about our show to all of your friends. Yes, and we want to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. You can also find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Lee BZ. We'll be back Friday. And make sure, if you haven't already, listen to our Golden Bachelor recap that came out at the end of last week. Stitcher.